so many people get caught up watching the reality TV programs and thinking that, you know, oh, hey, I can do this or I'm going to be able to do that and uh, we'll be, I guess, brought down to earth really quickly when you've got to find out the first three months or even longer of your career, you're, you're scrubbing dishes or you're cleaning pots or you're, you know, washing potatoes or you're chopping vegetables. Today on Dirty Linen, we are heading to Sydney to talk to young chef Jacob Usher. Jacob is working at Margaret in Double Bay with Neil Perry. He is a Camilleroy man uh, and he's from Tamworth in New South Wales. I am really keen to catch up with Jacob and see what he's up to. Last time we chatted, it was all around barbecue and his work um, with his YouTube channel, the Native Barbecue YouTube channel and blog. But Jacob, so good to have the opportunity to talk to you again. Welcome to Dirty Linen. Denny, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be catching up again. I think it's been about uh, 12 months since our last talk. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're powering on with your career and your ambitions as a chef. Tell us where things are at for you. Yeah, um, just as you mentioned, I've just started a new position and a new role at Margaret in Double Bay, uh, training under Neil Perry and, of course, his uh, much talented team. Um, I've moved, uh, I guess, on from where I was at and um, now working uh, with them in, in Sydney and uh, finishing up my culinary career. I've got about uh, six months left of the school and, um, yeah, be all qualified from then. Yeah, it's so amazing. So tell us about, you know, what Margaret just won new restaurant of the year at the Gourmet Traveller Restaurant Awards, which is incredible. Um, and I think, you know, Neil Perry uh, at, at 65, I think he is, you know, winning best new restaurant. It's just such a, a testament to his energy and, and love of the industry. What's it like for you um, being an apprentice chef and working in this kitchen? Yeah, look, um, you know, his list of accomplishments, uh, you know, never ending of what he's done, um, especially, again, at such a young age. Um, and it, when you're working in that kitchen, you just, um, you feel it. You feel the energy when you're in there and being guided, um, not only by himself, but by his uh, other chefs um, that have also have been with him for his journey for a very long time is, I guess it's almost surreal. Like you have to pinch your skin a little bit just to, you know, to say, is this really real? But, um, you know, of course, it's such a, a pleasure and an opportunity to be a part of it. Um, and now it's just uh, focusing on to trying to match that energy and, um, you know, push on in my career to, you know, hopefully be um, very much like him. And tell us, um, I mean, what, what, what might a shift involve? Like are there some dishes that you take care of or some of the prep? And, you know, tell us about some of, you know, the particular things that you do and then the kinds of skills and knowledge that you're picking up as you go. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like, like any industry um, and like any chef uh, at any chef level, uh, dishes is always going to be, um, you know, something we have to do as much as nobody likes doing them. I think, um, you know, th but that's about paying your dues in the business. And, um, you know, yeah, I'll help out with the kitchen, uh, you know, the kitchen hands and uh, clean dishes and always cleaning. And that's, I guess, paramount about having a successful restaurant is uh, how clean um you know, it helps prepare not only for when you work and, um, but it just shows you that level of respect that you have. Um, on a daily basis for us, you know, it's all different things. Um, I'm currently working in the larder section at the moment. And for those, I guess, who don't know what larder is, is just the uh, cold food section, um, you know, so like oysters, 
that sort of stuff that we're working in. And it just varies. We all take on different roles. And it's, um, I guess what Neil has really taught me the most is um, just about having that information on, on your products that you're selling. You know, it's not just an oyster that you've got on your plate, but you've got like a, a Wapango oyster, you know, where that's coming from and how you can tell the difference and, uh, you know, the difference between like a $20 piece of fish to a $200 piece of fish. I think that's, you know, that's really, 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 you know, touching the core of it and how to, I think it's what, you know, develops your career further. What do you, like, what actually took you to Margaret? Yeah, look, um, you know, following, uh, you know, I've been following Neil's work for quite some time since a young, since a young age. And I remember telling him, you know, I used to watch you um, on the Lifestyle Channel back in 04 and, you know, he's like, oh, you know, making me feel my age, of course. And again, I was in primary school at that time. So I was just sort of, a, you know, been watching him on television from, you know, as a kid, um, his name very well known within Australia, of course. And um, I think for me, it's just um, now to, for me, it's, uh, you know, going to the pinnacle and training under some of the best that Australia has to offer to help uh, for me to develop my career f- uh, further on down the track. Yeah, so good. And what about culinary school? Like, how does that sort of fit into this practical work that you're doing in the field? You know, do you feel like it's given you a lot of the basis for what you're doing? Um, Does it feel relevant to the contemporary kitchen? You give us an insight there. Yeah, culinary schools, um, you know, I think it's the very small fraction of uh, your career. Um, you definitely learn the very basics, um, and I guess you, you know you very learn. Uh, I guess, sorry, I guess you learn the very basics of the business. Um, so you're learning those knife skills. You're learning kitchen safety, kitchen hygiene, and um, for me, it just uh, gives you that breakdown structure of what to expect and what to experience. Um, it gives you the raw end deal of of the business, and it's definitely helped a lot. Um, but nothing compares to the real uh, on uh, you know on the job. On, on the job training, uh, what we're doing at the moment. So, so good. And I know um, that you've got plans to head to London next year. Can you tell us about that? That sounds super exciting. Yeah. So, the university I'm partnered with um, will be, uh, has offered students to do placement overseas. Unfortunately, the placement uh, was closed off the last uh, two years um, due to COVID restrictions, but they've both opened back up again now and um, they do exchange programs with hotels or other restaurants. And um, I was very successful to land a uh, placement in the Goring Hotel. Uh, over in London, and that'll be commencing uh, next year, where I'll head over for about about a six month placement period as part of my um, culinary training. And then the aim from there is just to, I guess, build my networks and um, hopefully, you know, the end, end result is to end up uh, at one of Ramsey's restaurants. I think is the end deal of what I'm chasing. Oh my goodness, Jacob, that's so exciting. Um... Yeah, I mean, is that again someone that you've watched and idolised um, over your the course of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, going, you know, going back over, I think for me where it started from is um, I've always been a fan of uh, Marco Pierre White and um, a lot of people who don't know who that is, well, um, you know, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have had Ramsey. So, um, you know, idolising Pierre White and then uh, following uh, Ramsey's career, um, for over the last, you know, decade, like 10 to 15 years, 
and uh, seeing that grow from watching him on, you know, Master Chef or his, you know, Kitchen Nightmares or Hotel Nightmares has been, you know, really exciting. Um, whether it be reading his books or going through, you know, watching his YouTube series, just everything like nitpicking what he does and you know writing it down and trying to incorporate that into, you know, my training as well, um, has been, you know, an, an experience. But yeah, I think that's the end goal for me is to, you know, to work under Ramsey in the near future. Awesome. Well, I just, I just from the way you say it, I just know it's going to happen. So that's that's really exciting. Um, you know, video, TV. That's that's been something that you've engaged with really early in your cooking life. You know, you started a YouTube channel really early on, and you've obviously watched a lot of chefs on TV. Tell us about your ambitions in that arena. Yeah, well, I just started the um, the YouTube and that it was during the uh, COVID period. Unfortunately, a lot of the, well, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the restaurants closed down over that period. And, um, well, we were just sitting at home and sort of twiddling our thumbs. So I took the advantage to go, you know, let's let's keep pushing through instead of sitting around and, um, you know, build build my myself, build my persona and, you know, who I am and start, you know, showcasing what I can do to the world. And, um yeah, that's how that come about. And, and for me, it's, um, you know, I get the enjoyment out of, you know, teaching people or showing people the difference or just a different technique that they can use to make their cooking, you know, 10 times better, whether it be, you know, adding a simple ingredient or changing the, you know, the product itself. Um, but yeah, for me to go in that arena is something uh, I guess I'm sort of chasing as well. You know, I definitely want to stay away from that, that title of celebrity chef. But um, yeah, absolutely want to be, um, you know, have that work out there. I want to have my work out there. And um, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of years, we have that young chef who's just coming into the kitchen and he's um, watching my videos feeling inspired. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Tell us about how you got into food in the first place, Jacob. Was it a big part of your life growing up? Yeah, absolutely. So food is definitely a big part, um, you know, a part of my culture as well. And, you know, we always uh, associated things around food, whether that be, um, you know, uh, different things like weddings or, you know, there'd be deaths or, you know, get togethers with families or something. It was always associated around food. But I think the uh, core, core part of it um, was definitely with my nan. I have a lot of uh, fond memories with nan um, where I'd be baking. So nan would always bake treats every afternoon you'd always come home it'd be either scones a tea cake biscuits absolutely anything and i remember being a kid just you know just being amazed at you know this lady um still you know pushing through in the kitchen and just using this old style recipe and i remember she clearly she had um the old women's weekly booklets now these ones like these were the old ones that are like stained yellow and old measurements and everything through it and i was very fortunate that she's given me um all those books to continue on um, but i guess that's where it really started um was yeah absolutely was uh cooking and baking with Nen from the very start. And then and that was as young as five. Uh, yeah, I remember as young as five doing that. And what about, you know, taking it into that more serious career um, angle? Like was there a sort of light bulb moment for you there where you were like, oh, I can turn this into a job? What, what happened? So I think, yeah, from, from it, you know, during childhood and right up to high school, I, um, you know, loved cooking. I was doing that at home. Um, you know, our school didn't offer it at the time. So I was sort of, I guess, disappointed. And um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, once I left high school. I think a lot of people had, 
you know, plans that they were going to university or they were going to do this trade. But uh, unfortunately, for a good period of time, for a good about, you know, I'd say about four years, I was in and out of jobs because um, I, w- I wasn't happy. I don't, I don't know what it was. I was just, I wasn't happy. I was trying to chase something and I just didn't have that feeling. Um, but it wasn't until, I guess, the end of 2018, early 2019, I just got that spark back again and uh, took the position, uh, you know, I just took it more seriously um, and pursued that career. That's so interesting. And, and it, it sounds like it's really clicked for you, like you really feel like you're on the right path. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I used to, uh, I used to dread. I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm so old in this industry. You know, you hear about all those young chefs that were starting at like 16 or something in the kitchen, and you know, I didn't start until I was about 23. So I used to beat myself up a lot about it. But um, I guess it's sort of, I was more appreciative now because going back to when I was, you know, 17, 18, just leaving school. I don't think I would have stuck it out. I think I would have, you know, done 12 months and would have given it away because I just, back then I guess I didn't have any self-control in what I wanted to do. I was just, I guess, trying to experience life at that young age. And, um, yeah, I didn't know what to achieve. But now it's, um, yeah, set in it's, uh, and it's given me a, a new hope on life, I guess. It's new hope on a new direction in life. Yeah, it's so lovely to hear. And FYI, 24 is really young <laughs> and life is long. So, yeah, you got a lot ahead of you. Um, what about being a First Nations man? Like, how does that sort of play into the, the way you think about food and, and I suppose, you know, your career path? Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's um, you know I can now bring those ingredients and those you know those native ingredients and the unique recipes to the table to help introduce other chefs um, to 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 them as well. So I think you know over the last sort of five years we've been seeing you know the introduction of uh, you know native ingredients more at restaurants. You know we're seeing lemon myrtle being used. We're seeing you know things like desert limes, finger limes, all that sort of stuff being incorporated. And I think bringing that and having the knowledge on on the product itself um, to execute it in a dish or on a menu is, um, yeah, it's very good. It's, it's good to know and um, it's good to introduce the world to. I think it's, you know, showing that Australia does have a cuisine. Um, we're not just a, you know, a meat pie and a cold beer anymore. Yeah, I think also, you know, sometimes I think people don't, think about seafood as an indigenous ingredient but you know all the, all that wild caught seafood that you know the the sydney rock oysters like they're so special and um yeah i know that there'd be there's a lot of um that really incredible uh native seafood that's served at margaret it must be wonderful to work with some of those ingredients yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, these you know these you know these products they're not just something that's been around for the last twenty years or so. These are, you know, these are things that have been around you know for almost two hundred years before. Of course, like European settlement, like this was a um, strong part of the indigenous um, diet was the seafood, um, especially for a lot of the tribes that lived on the coast and around the water. And um, you know now seeing it, uh, you know, is continued on two hundred you know two hundred years later and still ongoing is. Um, just surreal and of course you know working with it and um, you know serving it to the world I guess it's 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 yeah it's bre- I guess it's breathtaking you know it's, it's an interesting uh, insight into it and um, it's good it's good to serve that sort of quality and continue to do it um, with that you know I guess with that information now and and encouraging and educating other chefs on that on that product um, that they didn't know I think that was the key as well. 
You know, as you're sort of soaking up every bit of knowledge and skill that you can at Margaret, Jacob, is there, you know, is there something that you're trying to perfect at the moment? Like whether it's, you know, filleting something or chopping something or a sauce, like what are the things that you see around you that you're like, oh, I can't wait till I'm like, you know, can ace that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's definitely shucking oysters at the moment. Like it sounds, it sounds so simple, but I, I, I had never done one in my life before I started working there. And I remember just working that first shift shucking oysters. My, I think my hand had that many holes from missing the oyster and it's just going straight in um, to now where I'm more like, okay, you know, I've got one or two holes in my hands or I've got a detail wrapped around it it's not you know walking out and looking like a slice of swiss cheese and that so i think it's yeah i think it's mastering that at the moment and and of course i'm um, you know always uh, working on the basics um you will you can always fall back on your basics yeah love that and what's the what's the atmosphere in the kitchen like at margaret just in terms of having the time to be shown things and um yeah i guess the, you know the freedom to make mistakes which inevitably will happen yeah it, it's good it's good you know you're not working in that old school environment where if you made a mistake you know somebody's launching a pot at, a pot at you or you know who's screaming at you it's it's, it's good um you know, it's a good positive environment where, you know, you might you might make a mistake on a dish or way you present it, and one of the senior chefs might um, pull you aside and um, explain uh, why um, you know it'd be better, you know, the way they've corrected it, or you know, this is the better technique, or this is how it's going to help you next time to improve it. And I guess like any mistake is just um, you know learning from it is the key thing in that kitchen but it's it's just all around positive like a great atmosphere to be in and I think that's good um, moving forward in a modern you know modern kitchen and modern society now yeah because it's funny hearing you talk about you know Gordon Ramsay kitchen nightmares and all that kind of vibe but then thinking about well you don't really want to live in that environment do you no, no, exactly right. And, um, you know, I think uh, we're definitely shifting away from that environment now. Um, yeah, definitely in the definitely in these, uh, you know, recent times, we're definitely shifting away from that, that toxic environment. And Jacob, just finally, like, what would you say to um, young people that are thinking about getting into uh, cooking as a career? You know, do you have any tips for people how to approach it um, and what kind of mindset to take into it? Yeah, I think there's um a few that I I guess I would I would have loved somebody to tell me, um and definitely would be get experience um you know at any stage in your career uh, in your life, for the industry a lot of people come in and they're not prepared for the hours or the commitment that they have to make for it, um so many people get caught up watching the reality TV programs and thinking that you know oh hey I can do this, or I'm going to be able to do that and uh, we'll be I guess brought down to earth really quickly when you got to find out the first three months or even longer of your career you're you're scrubbing dishes or you're cleaning pots or you're you know washing potatoes or you're chopping vegetables or picking that sort of stuff so I think it's um you know and I think it's uh, definitely get experience in in that in that sector and it doesn't have to be in the kitchen it could be whether you're at a bar a cafe front of house um, just so you're used to that environment um and I guess separating that reality you see on TV is probably my advice as well as what you see on TV is a, a very small percentage of what you're going to get in the industry. And, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest advice somebody should have given me at that time. 
<laughs> yeah, um, bit of us have a bit of a softer landing. Um, even while, even though the work is hard, at least you know what you're in for to some degree. Yeah, exactly right. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people uh, get you know, confused on is the sacrifices that you have to make. Um, you look at some of our, you know, restaurants, um, we're just starting on a Thursday while everyone's week winding down and, you know, you've you got to give up your Saturday where somebody, you know, some of your friends are probably out having, you know, doing something. They might be partying or, you know, might be doing it like going to that festival or going to, you know, something that they enjoy and you're not there to experience it with them because, you, you know, you're going to be stuck at that work doing those hours. So I think that's, I think that's very strong. So if you're somebody who, I guess, who likes to party or doesn't like to give up those hours or that thing, I think you may need to just sort of reflect on it, see if it's really the industry for you. Well, what are the rewards for you then, you know, given that you are making those sacrifices? Yeah, I think um, the, the knowledge, I think education is key to it all. Um, the stuff I'm learning is, uh, you know, not only just kitchen skills, but the skills of, you know, communicating, being, you know, self-management, uh, structured and, you know, time management. It, it goes on to any position, you know, whether you were to leave that industry, you can take that on into a new career, you can take that on to a new role. Um, but again, it, it can land you in places, you know, like in London for, for me in the next couple of years or you can end up anywhere around the world training and working because I guess, you know, everyone's got to eat. So it'll be an industry that's, you know, not going to die very soon. Yeah, well, that's such an amazing perspective. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. Jacob, such a pleasure to chat to you. Is there anything else that you'd like to say today? No, just uh, good luck to everyone out there who's looking to start a career in cooking. Um, you know, calm those nerves down and, um, you know, just go ahead, just have a shot, have a shot at it. Love it. Really great. Um, yeah, really inspiring. And yeah, you've put a smile on my face. It's been great to listen to um, everything you've said about, about the industry and where you're at. So all the best. Make sure you stay in touch. I can't wait to follow your progress, Jacob. Excellent. I appreciate your time. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.